Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm David. I'm Nate. Today we're joined by Ricky Lee Barnes, the Director of Marketing and Programming at Meeting House Tavern here in Andersonville. Meeting House Tavern is a unique LGBTQIA gatherings place that offers multiple types of interactive and passive entertainment, as well as domestic beers, refreshing drinks, and great music. Ricky Lee Barnes played a key role in reopening of Meeting House Tavern, which successfully begins business on July 1st at 5 p.m., located at 5025 North Clark Street. Hello and welcome, Ricky. How are you doing today? I am good. Thank you so much. I'm enjoying my rainy Friday. I love a rainy day. It's such a hot spring that having a rainy summer is actually a, a nice way to cool off. I don't mind it. It's like the city takes a bath. We all need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just went through. Plus, you can't have uh, a rainbow without some rain. Oh, that's sweet. Um, it's going to be on my future t-shirt. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I mean, how much time do we have? Because I can talk about myself all day. We have a good 48 hours. <laughs> okay. Well, it all started. No. Um, <laughs> Back in so Ohio. You did. Yeah. So I'm from Dayton, Ohio. And I moved to Chicago about nine years ago. And I'm a performer here in the city. But I've always kept a job in the marketing and graphic design and social media world. And I actually came to Meeting House through the recommendation of a friend after I was laid off from a very boring job back in 2018. And I was a part of the opening crew at Meeting House and was a bartender there for about, I think, about a year but I started part-time on our marketing team about six months into that. And um, then I tricked my boss into giving me a promotion. And so here we are. I love good trickery. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you been familiar with the, um, the bar group before with uh, Sofo Tap or well, I know they have uh, Jackhammer as well. Sofo was one of the first bars that I went to in the city. And I, you know what? I actually think Sofo was the first bar that I had a shot of whiskey in the city. Um, so I, I've always loved that bar. And yes, I have <laughs> been to Jackhammer. I was going to Jackhammer prior to um, Two Bears buying it because I actually live in Rogers Park and I've been up here the entire time. So yes, I have been to all of their locations. I love them. They're an incredible folks who uh, own and operates uh, the Two Bears group. Yeah, I mean, I had been, I've honestly been to all of their establishments. Um, I, I used to go to Crew when they had Crew. And um, I went to Cantina back before Cantina became Meeting House. And it's such a beautiful building. I'm so glad that uh, the transformation of it uh, has really stabilized an anchor in the uh, south of Foster uh, area. It really is. That, that building, I actually am there all of the time, even after I stopped bartending there, because there's something so lovely about being there in the early evening, the way that the sun comes through, because the entire northwest side is glass. And so the way the sun comes through the glass, it's, 
it's really remarkable. It's, it's, it's super pretty. I would say it glows. It really does. And don't we all inside? <laughs> Some of us. Uh, <laughs> what do you look for in terms of entertainment for the Meeting House? Because you've come and you've developed the marketing. Um, Meeting House has come to host so many great events and days of the week to celebrate uh, queerness and the LGBTQAI plus community. What do you look for as an entertainer looking for entertainment? Oh, you're digging deep there. Um, really, what we try to do is not pack our event schedule with any one type of entertainment. And that's kind of the umbrella of what Meeting House is. So there's interactive things that you can do, which can be the, the, the tabletop games or skee-ball or pool or whatnot. And then we have interactive events. So if you like karaoke, we have karaoke. If you like trivia, we have big gay game show, which is drag led, but not really a drag event. And then we have um, a couple new music based events. They're soft events because there's no real host, but they're music focused. And then we have events where you can just sit back and be entertained like Sunday Social, which is a drag and burlesque review. So really what we've tried to do is not make it to where every night you come in and there's a show you have to sit and watch or every night you come in and there's something that you have to participate in or you're going to be left out of the loop. So I would say just kind of keeping it a little bit varied and keeping our options open is really what we've looked for. That's wonderful. Cause as someone who goes to um, a bar for a cocktail, like I don't necessarily always want to participate uh, in what's going on, but I love sitting in the corner. If there were dogs allowed, I would just be the one sitting in the corner playing with the dog um, and just observing people because like, that's what I want to do when I go out and um, hang out at a bar with a friend or not is just sit in the back of the corner and just enjoy my time. 100%. When I moved here, I was so used to kind of being one of two gay people in an entire bar. And so I was very used to kind of just like being there to relax and hang out. So a lot of times, you know, after I work in social media and so I'm engaging with people all day, every day, kind of around the clock. So sometimes I'll leave the office and I will go and sit at the end of the bar at meeting house, maybe even upstairs in the corner and just have my computer or my iPad. And all I want to do is sit there with my extra tall Miller light or three or four <laughs> and, and just kind of chill out and, and not really I'll, I'll unplug really. Yes. Yeah. Everyone needs, especially now more than ever, is that decompression. Yeah. And it's the perfect way to do it. I mean, add in a shot of whiskey. Oh, I shoot Malort, but that's oh, the bartender in me. <laughs> that is the Chicago bartender. Yeah. Uh, Meeting House Tavern has become a beacon for the LGBTQIA plus community by opening your doors to all queer folks. Uh, this is represented through the programming events. Can you recall or take us back to one of your favorite events or highlights uh, one from before the pandemic 
uh, especially one that you would like to see come back when everyone's uh, joining us on July 1st? Yeah, this is a hard one for me because I feel like at this point I have literally been involved in some way or another with every event that we have like, had or okay. have at the bar. <laughs> but, okay, I'm really, really excited. This is more of an extended answer than you asked for, but I'm really excited for the three events that we are bringing back that are our kind of like fan favorite events. And they were events that were happening prior to COVID that happened some part of the way through COVID as virtual events, some completely through as virtual events, and now all coming back in person. Karaoke, our Thirsty Thirsty Karaoke is fantastic. I don't even do karaoke. I think it is terrifying. I have horrible stage fright. I do video, like on camera acting work. So I get really, really bad stage fright, but Bradley does such an amazing job at creating a welcoming space. And it is just so fun. And um, Big Gay Game Show, that event started as something called Safonda's House Party. And it's run by Safonda Booz, is hosted by drag queen Safonda Booz. And I have worked with her from the very beginning. And we used to do dragon movies and we had video game night and we had this and this and this, and we worked it all out. And now it's called Big Gay Game Show. And they have run through the entirety of COVID and they have people that play virtually online across the entire country. And that event is now coming back on Tuesday nights and will be in person, but also still virtual for all the people that have played online this entire time. They did 14 seasons online, which I think is so cool. And last but not least, I would be remiss if I did not mention Sunday Social because Sundays at Meeting House are so fun. Camilla Fox runs it. It is our Dragon Burlesque review. Um, that will not be back reopening weekend. That's coming back July 25th because that is, we've got to get our performers back and everything like that. But it is always so lit on Sundays. It's beautiful. It's an amazing Sunday fun day. Some of the best performers from in and around the city come. And it's just, that to me is like quintessential Sunday fun day. You usually have the best lineups for me driving down Clark Street on Sundays because yeah. there are so many folks um, just applauding and screaming because the performers, hands down, bring it every single weekend and then just leave it on the floor. Well, so Camilla Fox is Denali's drag mother who was just on RuPaul's Drag Race. And so I've worked with her um, pretty much since I started in the, on the marketing team. And she is just an absolute gem. She's super professional. She's very put together. Her drag is elevated and she does not mess around and she doesn't deal with shenaniganery. <laughs> and she, she really does pull in amazing talent. It's incredible. Could you tell us a little bit more about the games that you're hosting for the game nights as a child of the eighties? You say that, and I think of like Family Feud, um, Pyramid, or is it um, other types of game shows that might be uh, more uh, youth friendly? <laughs> well, so I feel as though like game shows in general are a little bit of a throwback for to like, you know, the 
60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And there for a while, we we keep some of our TVs on the game show network at Meeting House. So for Big Gay Game Show, it's really, it's like a mix of all of that. It's It's kind of a big gay spin on some of your classic favorite game shows. So Pyramid, Let's Make a Deal, Supermarket Sweep, um, et cetera. They, they really pull in pieces and parts from everything and they do a, an amazing job. I've seen some of what they were doing when they were streaming online and it wasn't just them sitting there with people watching. They have almost like commercials pop up and, and little videos pop up and things. And I was just like, wow, you guys are really, really going for it. So it's, it's kind of a, a 2021 take on all of it. You don't have to be in your thirties and forties to understand what they're doing. And if you're in your twenties, you'll still have a good time. I love it. Plus I can play from home. Right. And your jams. In my jams because I'm 38 and then Friday night or on a weekend, I'm usually in by seven. Listen, I've worn real pants maybe three times in the past 16 months and I'm not ready. I know. I've seen your videos. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I try to trick people and put on like a real shirt, but then I've got on harem pants and I'm like, well, I I got halfway there. Suckers. No, you're totally COVID-19 has brought everyone to a halt. Owners, management, staff abruptly had to figure out how to navigate a global pandemic along with everyone else. Uh, it was extremely heartwarming to hear that the Meeting House opens its doors to folks within the service industry for hot meals uh, and to show solidarity with folks who suddenly went without. Could you tell us a little bit about that uh, time and what it meant uh, helping folks in, within the service industry find a place of uh, belonging. That experience was honestly, it was incredible. When we realized that this was not going to be a one or two month ordeal, Mike and Mark, the owners stepped up um, with Chris DeRosier, who is one of our staff members at Jackhammer and decided we were gonna do community meal days. And it started out as something for industry folks because the the service industry was hit so hard and so many people lost their jobs. And a lot of people lost their jobs like that. And there was no, we'll reopen. It was, it, we, we don't know. And so, we started doing it for service industry and then people started donating food and they started donating money and it quickly turned into something that was available for anybody who was in need. And the thing is, is, is we're not made for this kind of isolation. And I would be there. I was there almost every day because I took the photos to put on our socials and I realized that this is, for a lot of people, we're the only people that they're seeing twice a week. They're masking up and they're coming in for food. They're getting two to five minutes of talking to other people. And then they're going back home into isolation. And that, I think, for me, 
was one of the turning points where I really understood what Meeting House was and what it could be, and also who we were as Two Bears Tavern Group. Because that was, that was really when we first started putting Two Bears Tavern Group out there as this is who we are as an LGBTQIA plus group. And it was, I mean, that is, first of all, I, I got two of my best friends to date out of that experience. Mike Monty, who was our GM, and um, Arben Dowdy, who's worked at Jackhammer for years, are two people who were there every day serving, uh, volu volunteering to serve meals. And that is something that I will remember forever that during the COVID pandemic of 2020, we were a part of something that really, it, it was super special. I, I loved it. This is such an incredible story because um, you're absolutely right. The service industry is probably one of the most undervalued uh, communities within industry. 100%. We're deemed essential. And at the end of the day, we all look out for ourselves. And this is a group that really took the, the lead and help their employees and other folks. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing thing. I'll never forget it. Moving on to the next question, we're gonna start talking about reopening. Meeting House has been preparing <laughs> to reopen and we noticed a fresh coat of paint, uh, both on the outside and in the inside. Can you tell us a little bit about the murals and the recently painted uh, windows and stairs? Yeah, so Will Velez, who happens to be the partner of our GM, Monty. He started a group called Allies with Brushes, which is a Chicago-based group dedicated to showcasing social justice issues and unity through art. So we actually painted the pride fists on the windows back in July, 2020. So those have been up for a while now. And I don't know why but after a marketing call, I had the idea to paint the stairs and I brought it up to Mark and he was so on board and super excited about it. And so we have the full color spectrum, including white, pink, brown and black painted on the stairs going upstairs that you can see from the street and while walking up the stairs. And just this week, we completed 18 pride flags painted on the bottom of the stairs that you can see when you are at the main bar. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You know, I think that there's just something very special about walking into a space and seeing a permanent reminder that you are welcome here. More so than hanging a flag on a wall would ever do. I love that. Um, I think it also gives, and this is my own personal opinion, not even an undertone, but when you think of Meeting House, it solidifies the space that when you're going to the Meeting House, all are welcome, everyone from across the spectrum. Yeah. And, you know, as a new bar and as someone who started as a bartender first and then moved into marketing, we had to build the meeting house identity. And it, it was kind of 
undefined for a minute. And over the COVID pandemic shutdown, we've been able to really hone in on what Meeting House is. And one of the things I wanted to do, I was like, let's queer up this space. So when you walk in, you know, you're like, okay, this is, this is what's up. This is where we're at. And now you can't even walk by it because you walk by the street and, you know, you see the stairs and you're like, yes. And you see the windows and you're like, got it. It is. It's absolutely incredible. And speaking of the brand, can you tell us a little bit more how the brand of Meeting House Tavern uh, has developed uh, over the, the years that you've seen? Yeah. So we opened at the end of 2018. And at that point, Sofo or Mike and Mark had owned Sofo since 2011. And Sofo is one of the top spots in Andersonville, hands down. And they wanted to just create a place where you could meet up with your friends and you could make new ones in a space that was really designed to be a social gathering place for the community. And like I said earlier, we wanted it to be a space where an LGBTQIA plus space period, but a place where everybody felt welcome and you could come and you could do work if you wanted to, or you could meet your friends or you could come by yourself and hopefully make new friends, or you could come and you could play trivia, or you could come and just sit back and watch a really, really good show. And I think that because we had the time, this is me looking for a silver lining here, (laughs) after being shut down for 16 months, I think we really got an opportunity to fully define that space as a place where everyone within that acronym is, is, is welcome. You can come dressed up. You can come in a suit. You can come in your jammies. You can come and drag. You can come dressed up for Sunday social. You can just come there and get great beer, great non-alcoholic options and frozens and, and, and also listen to great music because we've completely done an overhaul on the music program. We have, um, I like to, he's, basically the director of audiovisual, but I like to call him um, Vibe Daddy. And he's completely built our AV program. And so everything there is curated and it is for Meeting House. So get ready because we're ready to show you what it is. I love that you can go in there and have an experience unlike any other place. Uh, not only in Andersonville, but in Chicago or in the world. Thanks, Vibe, Vibe Daddy. <laughs> Robert Rotola is Vibe Daddy, uh, and he. Yeah, I will. I I've got to plug him here. He has worked tirelessly with me behind the scenes during this whole time, working on creating, you know, a music vibe because it's it's important. And you're not going to walk into Meeting House or Sofo or jackhammer and have the bartender that night playing their Spotify playlist because that's what they like. It's, it's fully branded now. And that even if you don't know, or you're not like an audiophile or really, really into DJs, 
the music vibe ties it all together and the music sets the energy of the space. And I'm really excited about what he's done. I look forward to, to just being present in that. And you'll know him when you see him because he's about, if you don't already know him, he's about six foot four with a big salt and pepper beard. Um, very brooding. Might have a cigar. So you'll, you'll know him when you right. see him so you can thank him in person. <laughs> I'll yell at him across the street. From mm -hmm. across the street. From uh, Bongo Room, hey. Crunch. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little about the preparations? And we understand that you've installed a new air purification system at the Meeting House. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the physical enhancements uh, when you're welcoming folks in? Yes. So I will explain that without going into the sciencey details. We talk nerdy to me. <laughs> talk nerdy to me. Okay. So we installed new air purifiers and it's a four stage true HEPA filtration system. And what it does is it filters the air three to five times per hour. They're 99.99% effective against the coronavirus. They reduce it by 99.99% within one hour of operating. And they're 99% effective at removing all other airborne contaminants. We've also added a UVC sanitizer to our HVAC system, which filters in more outside air more regularly. We have hand sanitizer in all of the bathrooms as well as at the main door. We, and we've always used disinfecting cleaner on all of our hard surfaces. So we'll continue to do that. And we are now adding electrostatic sprayers to disinfect our tables, chairs, and our couches during our overnight deep cleaning. So we're going for it. No, that's incredible. And extremely important because uh, cold and flu season will be just a few months away and mm -hmm. uh, that will protect you over uh, any viruses going around. And then a shot of Malort will just seal the deal. Clear it out. <laughs> Clear it out. <laughs> As you uh, are reopening now, um, look towards the future. Is there any projects or goals that a uh, meeting house is really looking forward to? I think at this point, what we're looking forward to the most is being able to reopen in a way where we feel as though we have a much more well-rounded and grounded idea of who we are and what we are and what we want to do. Like I said earlier, Community Meal Day really put us on the map as a space that is dedicated to the Andersonville and surrounding community. And I think not necessarily a specific project comes to mind, but being there as a place that is open and has proven our dedication to that area and seeing what comes up because we don't come up with all of the events that we do at the bar. You know, people approach us and my job is basically to help flesh out all of the details and be the liaison between GMs and our operations manager and our owner and my marketing team. And so I'm excited to see what shakes out there and who 
sees us and who is maybe seeing us for the first time and walking into kind of a newly redesigned space and being like, you know what I want to do here, this event. And so I'm excited, actually, I'm excited for that. And uh, community meeting centers are one of the most important parts of uh, active local community. And so I, I think that Meeting House Tavern is fulfilling that role to the highest degree. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we are a tavern. But I think that to the extent that like a bar or restaurant or tavern can do that, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it's a great nod to the evolution of where we are today from the early time in queer history when uh, the best places to go to be around uh, fellow queers and politics and and rights is your next door uh, bar. So it's really holding up to the uh, history of our culture. Yeah, I love that. You've recently updated your menu. What are some of the newest drinks that people can look forward to trying? And you mentioned a non-alcoholic menu as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So I would say what I am most looking forward to that we've added are our CBD seltzers. Um, They're called Sprig. We did, when we decided we were going to bring CBD drinks in, we had a lot to taste. It was a very calm week. Um, And we're bringing in Sprig CBD seltzers. We have lemon tea, melon, and citrus. They're really great. The cans are also super cute. And I think that it's really a nod to how times have changed, you know, with the legalization of marijuana, but but also with the ability to use CBD as something that's non-psychoactive. But if you don't drink and more and more often, there are people who are either just sober because they're sober or they're sober because they've given up alcohol for whatever reason. And sometimes you don't want a diet Coke. You know, sometimes you don't want a soda water from the gun. And to be able to give somebody something That's also kind of an alcohol alternative. If you're not familiar with how CBD works, it it generally just kind of gives you a little bit of a sense of calm, which is why a lot of people drink because they need to calm down. It's, It's nice to give someone an alcohol alternative. We also have Kronbacher non-alcoholic beer, which is a really great non-alcoholic option. Some people may not even be familiar with that. They might be familiar with O'Doul's or Beck's. This is a really great one. If you're a beer drinker, we are bringing on Topo Chico, which is one of my favorite sparkling waters of all time. I think it's the most crisp. I love it with a little lime action. It's in a very nice kind of vintage throwback, like Coke bottle, Um, not in a Coke bottle, but like a Coke-esque bottle. Um, so we have sparkling mineral water in bottles. We're also bringing on dram sparkling mineral water, which is lavender and lemon balm, which is fantastic as well. If you just want something refreshing because you want a non-alcoholic option, or you want something in between your beers or cocktails. So I'm excited for our NA options. 
and especially for our CBD options. And clue us into some of the staples that you've uh, had that you're bringing back uh, for drinks and cocktails. You mentioned Frozen's. Uh, there's no yep. thing better than a patio and a Frozen. Throw in some music. Yeah. So one of the things that I worked on with our GM, Monty, pretty much right when the bar shut down was revamping our cocktail and shots menu. One of the things at Two Bears Tavern that you'll always see at all of our locations is we have a dedication to value. And we're not a craft cocktail establishment. We're not a craft cocktail group. And just point blank, period. You're going to get cheap drinks every day and also something specific to each location. So I'm excited about our frozens. We're definitely bringing those back. And there is nothing better than a frozen cocktail on a summer day when the window's open. It's fantastic. Um, we have some signature house cocktails like the Aperol Spritz that was also super popular. We're bringing back our signature margarita, which we make in-house, but we do have it on draft. We now have a mules menu. So a Moscow, Mezcal, Kentucky, or Dark and Stormy, which is your spirit, ginger beer, and lime. Those are also fantastic for a summer day. Um, we have a Chicago handshakes menu, which I love. That's a very industry-driven thing, which is a shot in a beer for $10. And we've redone our house shots. So all of that, we've kind of made very meeting house specific. And we redid our draft list. So we have a lot more kind of crafty options, but a lot of rotating and local options that are slightly elevated, but not pretentious. This vibe you're giving is huge. It's like you can go in there and you can be completely comfortable with yourself, have a cocktail, uh, frozen, undraft margarita, or you can zen out with a CBD drink. I am telling you this as a customer of Meeting House. I am so excited about the things that we have been able to do because we haven't stopped working. I mean, we've been working behind the scenes this entire time. And when you have <laughs> 16 months to really dive into every piece of a space, it's amazing what you can do. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm a beer drinker first and foremost. So I love a, a, a not so great beer. I love a Miller light. I will always love a slice of pizza or chicken wings and a Miller light. I'm just a beer girl, but you know, I also love, I love a revolution, which is a great brewery here that we will now have rotating on tap. Um, I love a good APA. I love, you know, I love a good seltzer. So I'm excited about it. I I'm really, I'm really, really excited to, to go in and see the new, the new meeting house. It's just kind of been an idea up until this point. And I honestly, I don't think I've wrapped my head around the fact that it's happening on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Next Thursday, July 1st. Yeah. It's it. She's right around the corner. What time does it open? We open at 5 p.m. And I fully envision people waiting to get in that bar. 
I keep in mind, I, I, as someone who works on all of our social media accounts, I get every message that comes through on Yelp, on Instagram, through Facebook Messenger. And so people are chomping at the bit to get back into these bars. And, and I think that I think there's going to be a line. I wouldn't doubt it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll be in the line. I'm just kidding. I have keys. I'll be in there. <laughs> well, I can't wait to join you on uh, next Thursday for uh, a draft margarita. And then if I can challenge you to ski ball, because I haven't played since I was kicked out of Chuck E. Cheese. So. Oh, 100%. I, I, I love a good challenge. I pretend I'm not competitive, but I always want to win and I never do. So the odds are in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because I'm horrible at ski ball. So. Perfect. We'll just have margaritas. A lot of them. <laughs> uh, we're going to kick off um, kind of the wrapping up of the podcast with some rapid fire questions. These were okay. submitted uh, by our staff and we did some deep diving into your social media accounts. So um, are you ready? God. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have to preface, you really don't have to quickly respond to these. Uh, we're just going to quickly read them at you. Uh, okay. <laughs> what is your favorite game to play at Meeting House Tavern? Traditional Darn. tabletop programming games. Are, are you asking me like what kind of tabletop game I'm, I like the best? Yes. Tipsy Topple, which is like Jenga's drunk cousin. That's four feet high. How tall is her hair? <laughs> as, as, <laughs> hers or mine? <laughs> Both. Um, it sounds like an incredible um, drag queen name. <laughs> yeah, Tipsy Topple, right? <laughs> what is your favorite character to play while you're in quarantine? For all those oh. folks who can check out your videos. Oh man, it's probably um, the sassy gays who read each other really fast because those are the most fun to write and I'm not like that. Um, as a former employee of a bar for a decade, mine was the Barfly. Um, the, Michelle. Yes, it, she gave me flashbacks and I was like, yes. You know I know her. her. She is actually based off my neighbor who was one of my regulars and she knows that it's based off her. I didn't have to reach. I just knew her. <laughs> Flawless performance. And will you be bringing any of these uh, characters to Meeting House? Oh man, I don't think so. I, I just, I don't like performing live. Um, if I do anything live at Meeting House, it will, what, what? You have television screens. So Brad, okay. So this is a little insider information, but it will, it will probably be released by the time you release this. Bradley, the host of Thirsty Thursday, Karaoke and I actually just recently started doing little videos for karaoke. So... I will be in that, but at this point, I'm just Ricky Lee Barnes. That's still extremely exciting. I feel like I should bring myself first, you know? Always, always. Uh, do you prefer acting, modeling, or money? I prefer acting for money. <laughs> what was your last acting experience? Well, I've been performing this whole time. I don't remember the last gig that I booked because it was before COVID. Um, I would say, oh my God, what was the last thing that I did? 
I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't remember the last the last gig that I booked because I've been making my own videos for so long that like all I can think about is that. So I would say, honestly, my favorite thing is focusing on myself and working more as a writer and trying to be creative that way. That's a perfect answer. I, I don't that. book a lot of work. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I get almost there and they're like, you know what? Never mind. We want you to have 3.5 kids. Yeah. Uh, no, because it's perfect because nothing matters in the before time. Who's on your Spotify playlist right now? Kelly Clarkson all the time. Christmas album? 100% my favorite Christmas album. July's 100%. Coming. It goes Kelly Clarkson Christmas and then the Carpenters Christmas. Oh, good call. Yep. Did the mamas and the papas ever come out with one? Mm, they never really hit home with me, but I appreciate them. That's a solid answer. Uh, what are you most excited about for the summer um, in Andersonville as well as in the city of Chicago? I am most excited. I'm, I don't like big crowds, so I don't do a lot of the quote unquote big gay activities, but I have a puppy and I love being able to take her outside and I also love being able to ride my bike. Um, that is really, that's what I'm just, and see people outside. Because I rode my bike a lot during the pandemic and it was very strange to ride through Andersonville and ride through downtown Chicago and it looked like a ghost town. And so it's really exciting for me to go outside and see people again. I also live in Rogers Park, so two blocks from the water and from the park and the beach. And now that I have a dog, I'm down there like three times a day. And up until I got her, I was only down there like maybe 25 times in nine years. So I'm excited for all that, all that outdoorsy fun in the sun, a little too much sun on the shoulders stuff. I mean, it's fantastic because you basically discovered um, your neighborhood. And I feel like folks do that all the time in Andersonville. Uh, because we get so many um, tourism, but also like local tourists from Ravenswood, Uptown Lakeview, even Rogers Park uh, to come and discover Andersonville. And Meeting House Tavern is the cornerstone of South of Foster. And that mm -hmm. really helps bookend to Andersonville. So walk up and down the street of Clark Street, grab a- Oh, friend. Yeah. I love to ride my bike through Andersonville. I just, it always just kind of, it just feels alive. It does. It's a really great energy. And it was, it was scary there for a minute when everything was closed and the windows were all boarded up and it just kind of looked like a movie set, a big empty movie set. Zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I think we may have already answered this, but what's your weekly favorite drink special? Do you have Malort on tap? <laughs> no but if we had malort on tap and i've been places that do have it on tap it's better room temperature than it is cold hands down um my favorite drink special is thursday because it's five dollar you call it all day now there are exclusions so martinis um anything with red bull etc but you know you can get a a regular beer or a seltzer or whatever for five bucks. And then that's karaoke night. So you can like get a little loosened head. up. I love it. Uh, last question of the podcast. Do you prefer Malort with or without an orange juice chaser? 
I've never had it with an orange juice chaser. Is that a thing? A thing. No, I don't need a chaser. I'm just that hardcore, so. <laughs> awesome. Um, as we begin to wrap up this interview, is there anything about Meeting House Tavern uh, that you would like to highlight? I think in closing, I just want to say, you know, there were a small handful of us that never quit working. And we worked really, really hard over the past year and a half to create something special. And now that it's here, I hope that people are gen generally excited as we are to come back because I, I think that we've really honed in on something and created something super special. Where can people find or connect with you? I am at Ricky Lee Barnes, my full name, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I would say my TikTok is probably the most fun, followed by my Instagram. What about Meeting House? I'm so sorry. I thought you meant me. I told you I could talk about myself all day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. When I read that tag or that question earlier, I really thought you were asking about me. Um, I want to make sure I give it to you. So you can find us at Meeting House Tavern Chai on Instagram and at Meeting House Chai on Facebook and www.meetinghousetavern.com. Perfect. Thank you, Ricky, for talking with us today. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Meeting House Tavern, you can visit their website at www.meetinghousetavern.com or on their Instagram at Meeting House Tavern Chai. Show notes for today's podcast will be located on alwaysandersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and currently recorded on Zoom. We thank you for your listenership, and if you like the podcast, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our projection. Please email us at info at andersonville.org for more information. Thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying always Andersonville.